The following content features two niggas that will slap the shit out of you for wearing racist Halloween costumes in 2021. Start the show. just saying at this point i just invite him to there's just I, like there's no reason like there's 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 always a reason like i, I as, a, as a matter of fact i said this and i just saw a chick that i i know i fucked with back in the i know i fucked with back in the day um in a like indian princess native american princess costume mm-hmm. for facts um Oh, just did not think it through, man. Just she might be one sixteenth Navajo. I, she's Haitian. Um, no, no. <laughs> I sock passe. Sock passe. <laughs> just is not. That is not the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. There's. It, let me get off. I'm because I'm not gonna talk that bad about her. Because I she's definitely seen my dick, so I I can't talk too bad about it. It's fine. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And welcome to hoodie season. You hey, this. let's go. You know, AKA open the window season. Open the window season. <laughs> boy. For me, it's like hoodie and shorts right now. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's that's that's my vibes. Kind of in that weird blend where it's, you know, it's it's like in this this High 60s, low 70s, and, you know, you just want to air out the hoodie a little bit. It's going to be it's going to be warm by three o'clock. Yeah. Um, it is episode. Ooh. One fifty seven. No, we, we I think we we um, one fifty eight. Hold on. Let me let me check. I didn't even I didn't even look today because I know we were up there. Yeah, we are up there. I, 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 158. 158. It is yeah. episode 158, wow. man. Um, shout out to our new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Uh, shout out to the day ones. Uh, shout out to the last time listeners. Maybe you sick of this shit. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, special shout outs go to the Ladies Lair podcast uh, out there in New York. Mm-hmm. I believe out around Brooklyn Way. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Um, I they they have been quite entertaining. Their live is quite entertaining. Uh, I've been following them for some time through uh, shout out to my man Del P, uh, man of man of many talents and podcasts. Um, I I don't know what it is with me. I I just generally gravitate to podcasts by uh, black women from black women usually from the East Coast with big titties. Hmm. Wonder how that happens. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I, Especially since you can see their titties on the podcast. It's true. It's true. <laughs> like like these like like that whole corner, that whole little sector of like podcasts that go live a lot. Big titty energy. Big titty energy. Big titty energy. BTE. That's not the name of this podcast. 
No, was just, that's merch. I was gonna say that. that was, that's that's a, coming. That's a shirt design. That's that's a shirt design. Merch is coming. It's we've said it. It's gonna happen. By the way, some of you brought this to my attention. We we meant to launch the merch, the fall merch. We did not. I we'll have to check this on Threadless. We thought we did. We didn't. I was ready to go. Yeah. Well. We, can't get into our dashboard. And right. now, yeah, and now Threatless is just bugging. Like, they, they don't want us to be great. Because I have ideas for winter, uh, for winter merch uh, on the way. So, yeah. So, yeah, shout out to the Ladies Lair podcast. Y'all are hilarious. Um, and y'all drink, and y'all might drink harder than us. Like, <laughs> that live old girl had, that, she had hella shots, bro. That was that she was she was shooting it up and just be, and I was the only reason I was taking shots was because I knew inventory was the next day and I wasn't gonna give a fuck all day. I'm not even I'm not even going through my whole story of how my week was, because uh, it's only confirmed further that uh, this job is some bullshit, and uh, I am gonna have the most legendary party of all time when I quit this job. Thor, like Thor levels of drunk. Oh, Thor, what if levels? Thor, what if levels of drunk? Okay, like coast to coast wasted. <laughs> um, uh, how was your week, D. Randall? How's your past like two weeks? Uh, all right, you know, life is life. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just glad with the weather change. That to me, that was the most significant event. Uh, I'm always glad to get this um, this springtime fall weather. Yeah, the drink outside weather. Yeah. You know the the kill the mosquitoes weather. Yeah, yeah, you know, man, love it. I can sit. I can sit out in the in, in the in the garage with hoodie and shorts, with complete impunity, uh, getting getting wasted watching the rain. For the I love two, it for the two weeks that it lasts. I, I mean, I I will say that I think we're done with summer weather yes. for the foreseeable future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that is definitely we're done with summer weather and we're done with all the nondescript bugs. Mm. So that is something to celebrate. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with the air horns. Um, let's see. Starting out with love, flowers go to Dan Gilbert. And if you are wondering, yes, we were talking about the owner of Target and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Interesting. Um, he is reopening a a formerly defunct HBCU in Detroit. Um, I, I think he's putting like five hundred million in this shit. Jeez. I think uh, it's a it's a big number, but this and, and this is kind of I and we were starting off a little boring. This is kind of important. This is important because we talk a lot about college, 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 and the black community is very driven. Prosterity in in posterity, like is very driven in prosperity. That's the word, prosperity. I've been <laughs> drinking. I started early. Um, by college, college, college is the gateway to success. But much like the way we treat entrepreneurship, much like the way we treat investing, we don't talk about the downside. And yes, college HBCU has done a lot for us as a culture. But we don't talk about the failures. And when you talk about HBCUs in America, just like anything, just like um, living uh, home ownership and just like anything in America, there are the, those aspects 
where HBCUs, much like homes, much like neighborhoods um, that are black-centered, have been allowed to fail, have been engineered to fail. Mm -hmm. And so we have to talk about the downside. And the, the great thing about us rebooting, putting money into rebooting black-centered education is that we have at some point somebody's going to ask, hey, why did this fail in the first place? And so we can learn from that and make moves so that other organizations do not fail that way again. So even if this is a business move on Dan Gilbert's part, even if this is just solely a business move on Dan, Dan Gilbert's part, salute to him, honestly. He's done more work for the black community than Dr. Umar. Hit him. Hit him. <laughs> hit him. Where's the school, nigga? Yeah, LeBron must have changed Dan Gilbert's life when he went back to Cleveland because Dan he, Gilbert has been on his uh his uh um philanthropy shit ever since. Yeah. Good job. And and and, and, good, and good on LeBron for setting the example. Because LeBron been sending kids to college for like a decade. Yeah. Um so good on him too. And you know, the influence the influence that you can have when you when you take your place as a for as a forerunner in the culture. So boom, hit, hit him with the air horns. Um good on you, Dan Gilbert. Moving right into our humans ain't shit segment. Do y'all not get tired of arguing about the same shit? Now, Randall is a little removed from this. Because he doesn't social media as much as I do. Yes. Um, but y'all really don't get tired of arguing on social media about the same old bullshit. I'm talking to men and women. And when I say the same old bullshit, yes, I'm talking about $200 dates. I'm talking about... Again? All the time. Forever. All the time. And it only occurred to me because I made the mistake of bringing this up. That my parents split bills. Shamelessly. My parents split bills all the time and divided up the the household duties. Whatever had to get done, had to get done. And usually my dad's version of splitting up the household duties was making me do it, um, which I have no problem with as a grown man. So this is single people giving people couples advice? Correct. Okay. I'm just making sure I understand that correctly. $200 dates, splitting uh, bills. Sure. Uh, what consists of a date and what doesn't? Um, the, the same old bullshit. Going fifty fifty, whatever. People spend more time talking about dating than actually than, interacting with people. Than going on dates. Okay. And then people wonder why situationships are a thing. Because nobody's spending the time doing the work, and they're just arguing about the work. So all you have time for is a a fleeting dick in the butt. Wow. Okay. That's, I'm just saying. That escalated quickly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> what, you know, what in the butt? Nobody had no. <laughs> what, what in the butt? <laughs> nobody has time to invest in anybody really because everybody's so busy arguing about really projecting their own bullshit and their own bitterness. This is again men and women. I'm talking. To, I'm talking to both of y'all because niggas have jumped in the forefront of this shit. Thanks to Kevin Samuels, who, well, I'll talk about him later, actually. No, um, no you're going to like this. Well, maybe you won't care. Anyway. Well, you said dick in the butt. But. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just saying, y'all don't get tired of arguing about the same. There's not bet anything better that we can spend our time unpacking than splitting bills, than $200 dates. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we drive the culture with on social media now. I mean, it's it's all that a lot of people have, though. They don't. They don't. A lot of people don't have anything to offer culture-wise or intellectually or or inspirationally, anything like that. So they just talk about what regular boring people talk about, and that is the price of an interaction with someone else. And you know what fucks me up? These are the same people that have the nerve to have some shit to say about Will and Jada. I mean, these are the same people, fam. You haven't been out of the talking phase since 2002. And you mad because Will's, because Will Smith and his hot wife have maybe run out of freaky shit to do in the bedroom after 20 to 30 years of marriage? What the fuck? But also, she put the man on blast. She didn't, but see, she didn't really put the man on blast. Like, that's not anything out of the ordinary is saying, listen, when you've been married for a long, for decades... Maybe you maybe you've been maybe you've run out of pages in the Kama Sutra. And maybe you run out of and maybe you run out of freaky friends to invite over. At some point we get tired of Mark Anthony coming over asking for the same shit. I'm just saying. I'm look, I'm just saying. Especially when these motherfuckers look, when these motherfuckers have done presumably everything in the book and probably everyone. I just hope Will finds the peace that he deserves. Like, everybody's like, oh, man. Oh, she's just out here embarrassing Will. She is. What part of Will Smith do you think would be embarrassed by this? Will is one of the most self-effacing comedic entertainers of our time. Very self-effacing. I mean, he didn't take the August Alcina thing too well. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. <laughs> right. But that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. It's like she she puts that narrative that involves him out there, and he doesn't seem to be a willing participant in it. But at the same time, niggas do this all the time. No, not even just niggas. Men do this all the time. Here's a great example. One... Everybody forgot that Kevin Hart's entire stand-up and his ex-wife to this day is not amused. His entire stand-up for like the first five years of his career, in the A-list at least, was him ragging ragging on this caricature of his wife. Constant. Every joke was him ragging on his caricature of his wife. We didn't say shit. We thought it was great. We thought it was, I thought it was funny. And it propelled him to where he is. On a lesser level, Joe, oh God, what is his name? Joe Managello. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? Deathstroke. He's, well, he's yeah. supposed to be Deathstroke. Yeah. The, the one who was knocking down Sophia Vergara. Yes, yes. Sophia Vergara's husband. Um, you know, um, one of the Magic Mike dudes. Every time he has an interview, I remember I remember a, a few interviews where it was just him talking about this caricature of his wife who did not know anything about American culture, according to him. 
And some of the jokes were funny. Like he he, he did have this funny joke about how she, how everything relating to his wife was like, oh, we have that in Colombia. This shit was funny when he, they were talking about Pee Wee Herman. He's like, oh, we have him. And I was like, she was like, no, we have him. <laughs> we, <laughs> but dudes do this all the time. Like dudes make caricatures out of their wife all the time. I, I'm not proud of it. I I was not married, but yeah, for a long time, Tristan and my and my relationship with Tristan was the butt of my jokes. Even when we were, even when we broke up, butt of my jokes. She didn't. I mean, she didn't care because she got twice as many jokes about me, and she just and she deserves and she deserves to get every one of them off. But. You know, I had a version of Tristan in my head, and I put that out there a lot. Yeah. And she has a version of me. That I don't. I don't care. But everybody's not that good a sport, and men have been doing this for the longest. Ray Romano's jokes were about his wife. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Jada is not even doing stand up. Jada's having an honest moment about what it's like not only being in a marriage, but staying married. And I don't think we have enough honest conversations about, about things that aren't just either we're in it or we're getting a divorce, staying married. And I think Jada's having that conversation and people are taking it in a completely different way. Like these motherfuckers who are just who just swear Jada is out here embarrassing Will because she misses her fucking dead friend. Guess what? I'm saying this at 38. When you get old, at some point you stop you stop having conversations about the last time you saw a nigga and you start having conversations about the last time you saw a nigga alive. And that's not a fun conversation to have always. Never. It's not a fun conversation to have. I just got through with the anniversary of someone that meant a lot to me uh, in November that has been gone for three years. We, we ended our bond not even fucking with each other the long way, and I miss her. If she were alive today, we would not fuck with each other the long way, but in death, those things mean something different in death in death when you realize how permanent death is you look at those things in a different context i'm not and and will i don't think will is so insecure that he'll be sitting around worried about jada talking about a dead nigga he's dead what he gonna do what a dead person cannot fuck with your marriage the, he, the dead have no effect on the living. Unless he's still really living in Cuba, and that's not true. Ah, I think the bottom line, though, is like everything that you've said for the last few minutes, so those are the types of things that people should be discussing instead of $200, $200 dates and, and whatever other trivial shit that people talk about all the time. Honest conversations about things. 
And we're not having those honest conversations about things, and we wonder why relationships are so fucked up. Meaningful conversations. Not even just honest, but meaningful. Right. Most people aren't capable of that, though. Most people aren't capable of that because the res- the end result is going to be you calling someone to pick me, you calling somebody a simp. Um, and there being no understanding or sensitivity in those in those areas. So yeah, I y'all I'm I'm gonna just wait till y'all get tired of talking about the same old shit. Yeah. Um Song of the Week. You know, it's it's fall. Fall weather has arrived in Houston. Um I haven't slowed it down for real for y'all in a minute. Uh oh. I'm default to my man Lucky Day. Mm. Lucky Day got a hot one out. I'm not just playing this because the video is awesome and Jordan's in it. Um, this is a hot. This is a hot sample. I I like everything about this song. All right. This is over by Lucky Day. This is a hot one. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
now you walking on a thin line We've been through it like ten times I'ma put you in line Yeah, I had you on an incline Now I don't even wanna reply I'ma have to decline Yeah You show me I don't wanna rewind Yeah No, you a ten, but that attitude ain't fine That was over by Lucky Day. That was pretty hard. That shit was kind of hard, though, man. <laughs> that was kind of hard, nigga. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> he ate that shit. Ugh. I had to say. That was pretty. I, I I was on that immediately. I was suspicious when it kicks in because I'm like, oh, shit. If you're going to make me feel old, <laughs> that music soul child sample, you got to come with it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that bass kicked in, and that's oh wait a minute, Kurt. And then of, and then of course I saw the video, and Jordan's in the video. So well, all right. <laughs> yes, we 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 know how that goes. If you're if you're playing opinions while black bingo, <laughs> Oz made a Jordan reference. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead and hit that. Go ahead and take that shot. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about that. We t- we were supposed to do that for some landmark. Um, you know what? We're gonna do opinions while black bingo next week. Okay, we're gonna we're doing that. Okay, we're gonna get the board together. Actually, we have we have a fan made board that someone sent over. Mm. I have to pass it to you. I have to I have to show it to you. Um, we have been planning on making a opinions while black bingo board uh, ourselves, but uh, we do have a fan made one. We'll decide what happens with that. But one way or the other. Opinions while black bingo gonna happen next week. Y'all gonna y'all we're gonna we're gonna get interactive with the motherfucker. Okay, we gonna um Yeah. And hey, we're gonna figure it out. I this mean shit, this shit gonna get hella interactive. One of these days we have to do a live one. We, oh we gotta do a live one. We, we, and, and that's coming. All of that all that's coming. Um it's just really a lot of it is t- is time. You know, fall and winter is when Shit starts happening personally, and you know niggas, you know niggas niggas get hard working, and you know the job gets a little, you know days get shorter, there's less time in the day, all that shit. We're gonna figure it out. Um, so yeah, all of that's just really filling out the vibes of the pandemic and how outside is doing all that shit. Uh, but we got good shit coming for you. Uh, so fear not, we. We're here for you, so you don't have to go through it by yourself. What do we got going here? Um, music. We haven't done music in a while. Mm. We have, um, some good music has come out. Big Sean dropped an EP. Yeah, he did a did an EP with Hit Boy. Hit Boy. Okay. Who, who recently did an album with uh, with Nas? Yeah, it was for better or worse. Yeah, I mean, and and much like the Nas album, if if you like Big Sean. Then you will probably like this. Yeah, if you like song what, EP. Yeah, if you like what Big Sean does, you're gonna fuck with this EP. That's kind of where I was, where I was at with it. I like Big Sean as a rapper. I like Big Sean as an artist. I like what he does. He didn't. I don't think it wasn't it wasn't broke, so he didn't break it further. Yeah. Um, Hit Boy is always Hit Boy is always a good addition, even if you don't necessarily fuck with the artist. I like Hit Boy's addition. I like what Hit Boy brought to Nas's project, even though I don't like Nas. Um, 
And so the same happened here with Big Sean, except I like Big Sean. So it ended up being a good project. Um, Now, the caveat to this, I don't want to hear any of these songs on the album. I don't want to hear any of these. A 12-song album. (laughs) With six six songs we heard already. Yeah. Here's Here's the problem. And this is... This is not a failure of a failure or a success of Big Sean in particular, but I'm noticing that that EP means different things to different artists. Sometimes an EP is just some shit that I'm trying out. It's some shit that I'm trying out, and it, you know, it, it's a little project that I don't think is going to work. It, maybe it's a little project that I don't think is going to work on the upcoming album, but I also think people deserve to hear it. So here it is. Three or four, sometimes six songs. Uh, contextually, that just probably don't work on the upcoming album, but are good and and keep me in the algorithms. Some people use EPs to test the waters. You know, you'll hear you'll hear some shit you heard on a Summer Walker EP on the album. Yeah, maybe most of it. Her, I don't have a problem with that because. I don't have a problem supporting her because I know her is going to create something even better in the future. Jasmine Sullivan hotels was basically an EP. It was like a concept EP. I suspect the album is going to sound different, different, but in tune with what Jasmine Sullivan fans like myself, like, um, I don't want to hear, I know Big Sean is capable of more. Like, I know Big Sean always has more in the tuck. So I expect to not hear these songs on the album. No, I, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Um, what else happened? Majid Jordan uh, dropped uh, their album. Mm-hmm. Some people thought it was underwhelming. I liked it. I liked it for what it was. People have to understand what Majid Jordan, what genre Majid Jordan falls into. Majid Jordan is very specifically in the genre of what Drake listens to when he's riding around the top down in Toronto. Yes. It's, and, and most likely Drake had first look at most of the tracks that were on here. And was like, nah, I'm good, but y'all go ahead and keep it for yourselves. Correct. Correct. Anything that he didn't want. On an upcoming EP that he didn't want on Certified Lover Boy, he didn't want on that little two pack he dropped earlier in the year. Uh, he let Majid Jordan rock. Um, I did like his addition to the album. Um, I like. I think Majid Jordan is just in in very in a such a specific lane. We're not gonna get hold on. We're going home. Mm-mm. Out of that. And I think sometimes that's what people were listening for. Yeah. They're listening for, we want Hold On, We're Going Home without Drake. And I don't think Drake or Majid Jordan wants that. No. This is very specifically generic, feeling swaggy in the city, nowhere to go, looking for something to get into music. Yeah. Specifically. This is introductory OVO music. Correct. That is exactly you said it. Yeah. And for introductory OVO music, I think it's a win. Yeah. Like if, if this is gonna this is a gateway drug. If you like this, you're gonna like division. If you like division, you're gonna like um a couple of Drake albums from five years ago. 
you know, it's all it's all selling the brand. Yep. Uh, so I like that. Uh, Young Miami. Uh, for those of you, including Randall, Young Miami is a city girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I've heard of them. Okay. Um, Young Miami is the city girl that was not in prison. Yes. Okay. I believe. I. I would assume that both of them were, but <laughs> I would know the difference. Um, young Miami dropped a little, dropped some bars on us. I won't say it was, it wasn't necessarily a freestyle, but Young Miami dropped some bars on us called uh, Bad bad Freaks, something Big like, Freaks, something sure. like that. I enjoyed it. I I didn't know until today that there was a, that, that there was a, uh, a video to it. Yeah. It, it was not gratuitous in the context of the City Girls brand. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, well, I, I think because they were talking about men in the industry, they didn't want to get too gratuitous with it. Correct. Because they probably hope to work with any of them at some point in the future. Correct. I, I think Young Miami is fucking, might even be fucking Diddy, so I don't know. Um. So... Does that mean? Oh, does that mean Young Miami is a celebrity familiar? Of course. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Diddy. Diddy very specifically feeds on the life essence of uh, girls in their in their early to mid twenties. Cassie was there for so long. <laughs> now he's put a time limit on them. You know? <laughs> You're not going to start wanting immortality for yourself, bitch. Right. No, hell no. Um, I appreciate Young Miami's little freestyle. I'll say this. I liked it better than when Nicki did it. The little uh, dreams of fucking these little rappers. Never heard of it. You hear Barbie Dreams? Nope. Oh, now, man. I, I heard when, when Biggie made dreams of fucking an R&B oh, bitch. bitch. Yeah. No, he she she took that same beat and mm. went through and just went through niggas in the industry. Went through a list of it was entertaining dudes that I probably have never heard of. It was entertaining, but if we're talking about just getting bars, off, oh no no no, she she went through a she went through a uh, a few um some some something somebody's always lying and shit. I was trying to fuck Drake, but he always crying and shit. Oh wow. Uh, so she didn't go like young boy NBA. No. I tried to fuck 54 powerful hour, but all he wanted to do was talk power for hours. <laughs> Shit like that. Um, so clever. Yeah, she thinks. So clever. She thinks so. So clever. <laughs> I like Young Miami's version better <laughs> for a lot of reasons. I'm just over. I, I am just over Nicki. And if it seems like I'm picking on Nicki Minaj, it's because I am. Because I'm over her. I really am. I just... I just want her to get her obligatory Star Trek villain moment off on Star Trek Discovery Season 4 and just be done with everything. I just I just want her to do whatever obligatory movie she got to do, whatever obligatory appearance on BMF or whatever. <laughs> I'm just, it's true. It's Because you, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Because I'm telling you. Somebody said that Fifty Cent is just is just making stars like the Marvel universe of drug dealers. Wow. And it's the God's honest truth. 
which is scary, <laughs> which is terrible. Um, yeah, I like I like Young Miami. I think they have more to offer than what the traditional hip hop heads give them credit for. But their 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 work. I am traditional hip hop heads, by the way, y'all. But they are working the lane that traditional hip hop heads and the industry and the culture have given them to work with. So I'm not mad. Yeah, Megan's Me- Megan's doing the same thing, I and I don't. A, I'm not mad about yeah, it. Meg the Stallion light was okay. <laughs> great value, Meg the Stallion. Not great value, Meg the Stallion. Well, yeah, great value's a little. I, that's members mark. Okay. Members, okay. yeah. All right, somebody's paying for the subscription. Correct. Okay. I Correct. Got you. Um, what else is going on? Oh, we gotta talk about insecure. Mm. Insecure is back for its final season. And I have to tell you, they started off on a I, they started off on a very low key note. Yeah, it was. It, it was you wouldn't have thought it was a season premiere, right? It it, it felt very much like a meet a, a mid season episode to me, and then, right, um, you know. But there were a lot of things that were revealed. Origins were revealed. There were a couple of things that there are a couple of things that we have to that we have to unpack. They didn't. They didn't hit us hard with you know revelations holding over from last season. Uh, they didn't hit us over the head with them at least, uh, and I appreciate that. I want them to just 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 start to hit the ground running. And if you're gonna give us the last season, give us what what we love about these characters and what we love about the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Learning about, I love learning about characters. When I can say I've learned something about these characters, one thing I learned about these characters that I would have never guessed, I would not have guessed that these bird bitches went to Stanford. <laughs> never. But then, after looking at the context of their life in the context of four seasons past, yeah, I totally believe these bird bitches went to Stanford. Yeah. They are exactly the kind of they're exactly the kind of wide-eyed entitled that I would expect black people who went to Ivy League schools to be. Man, just put them out there like that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There, there's a type to this. And they all very much act. They all they are all very much in the lane of we did not think life was going to show us these things after us going to one of the best schools in the country and Breathing the rarefied air, the the rarefied predominantly white air. Welcome to everyone's college experience. <laughs> and so, um, I did not expect that. Now, I'm just I can't believe I couldn't believe it. There uh, were there were a couple of clever moments in there though that um, that stood out for me. the The whole thing about Kelly being dead <laughs> was I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> They could have they could have made a whole episode just about that. That shit was funny. That was funny how nobody could come up with anything productive to say about her except that she could do the stanky leg. By the way, all the songs played in this episode was yeah. totally my college experience. Yeah. Oh man, when I I had come to a point in my young life where I said to myself, "Oh fuck it, if you can't beat them join." I hated this kind of shit. The Laffy Taffy all this, I hated that shit. Yeah, I, that was this was the year that I got rid of my radio forever. Damn. 
And at some point, you saw you saw enough good looking chicks head to the dance floor. So Oz was right out there. Bitch, you, I'm wide up. Yeah. Do the stanking leg. Do the stanking leg. Do the stank. Wrong leg and everything. Wrong leg. Wrong way. But the hoes were out there. Um, and I tell you, the rack daddy. They don't know about the rack daddy. Um, like that, you, that, Houston, was, that was Houston. Nickname, Houston it? niggas know. Okay. No, that was not my nigga. Um. Secrets revealed. Secrets revealed. That's a Patreon. No, <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, that was my whole. I was. It was very much. Oh fuck it! If you can't beat them, join them. And if before you knew it, I was out there doing the Ricky Bobby. They don't know about uh, the Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Bobby Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. They don't oh, know yeah. about that shit. You were doing all of them. Oh man, I knew them all. See I, me in the trap. It's going down. down. Oh yeah. <laughs> All that you out there on all that snap music. Oh man. Um who I think they like me. Oh shit. <laughs> shit. The yeah. franchise boys. Oh, in my white tee. In the, uh, in the in y'all, my white tea. And then y'all close it out with that shouty low. Bam, 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 bam. Woo! Bam, 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 bam. Rest in peace, Shorty Low. Yes. Hey, shout out to the generation that gave us swag surfing. Yep. Yep, it is true. I will, I will give that to your generation. I'll say that will live that will live on forever in the culture. Um, I saw I saw a clip of white people doing it. What? Keep talking. Okay, so another uh, another thing in insecure that was revealed was that was revealed and should not be a shock to anyone was that Tiffany, aka Amanda Seals, um. Was an AKA. This upset real life members of Alpha Kappa Alpha so bad. Y'all, we have to have an honest conversation. And the honest conversation is that the only reason anyone from Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated is upset that Amanda Seals was out there representing for the AKAs is that the honest truth is that nobody likes Amanda Seals. That's the only reason they were mad. That's an acceptable reason. I ex- this is this is white people swag surfing. That is white people swag surfing. I know it's white people swag surfing because they cannot find the downbeat. They say the swag surf is unseasoned as hell. Let me tell you something. They just gave up halfway through and just started jumping. So I've I've entered a, a on a side note I have entered a, a part of my life where I have stopped giving white people as much credit um, as I do for their ignorance. In an era, I was watching Scott Pilgrim versus versus the World. Great movie, wonderful movie. Still still holds up. Still hilarious. Um, and between that and Baby Driver, also by Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. If a white man can make two movies, two movies that I believe are in like the high 80s and 90s on Rotten Tomatoes, two movies that are basically two hours of being on beat, I have come to the conclusion that white people can totally find the beat. They just choose not to. Yeah. To fuck, well, with, to fuck with us. Well. Maybe. Baby Driver was on beat for two hours. That's true. 
Scott Pilgrim versus the world was a Kung Fu was a video game Kung Fu movie on beat for two hours. White people can find the beat. They just don't want to. If you can, if you can put Michael Sarah in a position to find the beat, George, fam, George Michael found the beat. He was also well directed, and I, I, I think white people left to their own volition in their in, in their natural habitat struggle with the beat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Michael Sarah. I think if you just called him out right now, I was like, yo. Let me put some on. Let me see. Let me see if you can stay on beat for 15 seconds. Michael Cera might be like, oh, uh, I mean. All one and three. Yeah. I mean, that was my stunt double. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, man. All one and three. Hope your day is going great. <laughs> Clapping you know, on all four beats. You know, nobody talks about it because he's because he looks like such a dork. But Michael Cera is another one that don't age. Yeah. Michael Sarah just looked like that. Like he, he, just, <laughs> he just looks like a young falcon all the time. <laughs> he does. It's true. He just Michael Sarah just looks like that all the time. He still <laughs> looks like the little the little boy from Arrested Development. Yeah. Or the little where in my case, the little boy from Judo. Putting putting deodorant on the inside of his thighs. He stole that. That's a big nigga tip. Yeah. That's a that's a yeah, he, he learned that from a big nigga. That's what happened. You know. But yeah, white people can find a beat. They just don't want to. Um the other thing I the other thing we learned from Insecure that I learned from myself is that I am a hardcore uh I stand for Issa and Lawrence. I do. In a in a in in twenty twenty one when it is not cool. To root for Lawrence in any form of fashion, I I I am here for Issa and Lawrence making it. I am that guy. I am. I'm that guy. I I rooted for Zach and Kelly. I rooted for Corey and Topanga. I rooted for no. I didn't root for Whitley and Dwayne's. Fuck Whitley. Um. Hey man. Man, fuck Whitley. Nah, I'm just Honestly. saying. You know, once once Kenu came around, I was like, shh. <laughs> right. Oh, 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 Whitley tripping. He should have been trying to fuck Freddie anyway. Um, In retrospect, <laughs> she may have aged the best out of all. I was going to say, I think she's the one that made it. Actually, I don't know. Don Lewis. Don kinda, Lewis looking pretty Don good, Lewis, too. You know, kind of aged well, but you know. They're not ready to have that conversation, though. They're not, <laughs> they not ready to have a conversation about how the dark-skinned girl didn't get no credit on that show at all. How many just, how many, like, honestly, if you talk to people about a different world, how many just like landmark uh, Don Lewis moments are you going to hear somebody talk about? Mm. Not many. Not many. She's still getting that voice work, too. I think this, I well, Freddie is. Oh, so is Don Lewis. Really? Yeah, she is. She's been on quite a few things, I actually. feel like, yeah, I feel like you're right. I feel like I've heard her on things. Was she on Futurama? <laughs> Uh, she might have been. Uh, you know, I gotta do my quick research. I was like, we gotta do the Googles on that one. Uh, I feel like I've heard Don Lewis on things, and I'm just, I'm just doubting it. Yeah, she's been getting steady work. Let's see, uh, oh. voice acting. Oh, it, it, it came, it came right up on Google. Let's see, what's, yeah. what, what we got going? 
Oh, she's from Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah, I, I've been watching in Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah, she's been on a bunch of Rick and Morty's. I have not watched Lower Decks yet, man. Uh, I'm just not ready for com- I'm just not ready for comedy Star Trek. She's done some Simpsons work, so you know that's that's the paper. Oh, she's doing Carmen San Diego. She's doing the new Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's getting work. Yeah. You know, okay. Doc McStuffins. Okay. Okay. So a a bunch of shit that I know about and just never fucked with. Yep. Um. Yeah. She was on Futurama. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, she was on Futurama. Let's see. Uh, yeah, you're right. Rick and Morty. Looking for something that I would have recognized and get. Uh, oh, god damn. Bruno the Kid, you don't know nothing about this. Nothing. Bruno the Kid was that time in the early ni- late, late 90s, early 2000s when random movie stars needed a cartoon. And Bruce Willis, they got Bruce Willis to do two seasons of him as a child spy. Mm-hmm. As a, like a spy kid. Like... And his name was Bruno the Kid because he called himself Bruno in this little dumbass rock band he had. <laughs> or this, or a little blues band or some shit. He thought he was playing the fucking, um, the ukulele, not the ukulele. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, what does Stevie Wonder play? Everything. What, does Stevie, what, what, what mouth instrument does Stevie Wonder play? Harmonica. Harmonica, thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I lost the thread on that one american dragon jake long spider-man okay all right i fuck with it all right shout to don lewis not yeah. getting no flowers Let's get hit her with the air horns hell yeah i saw something i recognized yeah she was the black cop she was the black cop on spider-man that fell yep. in love with blade there you go black boom cop, black cop black cop black cop <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm gonna make a comic like that um also how has Issa gone all this time and not gotten robbed until now? <clears throat> like Issa from the hood, she clearly she clearly knew the vibes in Oakland. How has Issa not gotten robbed all this well, time? That, that was funny. That no, what was funny was when she when they were taking Molly's shoes. Yeah, and Issa went on and gave up her shoes, and the <laughs> bitch told her to give them back. She's like, nah. <laughs> You good? She's like, why? He's like, you know why? You know why? <laughs> that now that was funny. Um, so I I have to say that was a good start for me for Insecure. Um, I look forward to the next nine or ten episodes or something or eight or nine episodes. I just all I wanted to say about it was I am very glad to see um, a show, especially a, a black run, black created show. Go out on its own terms, yeah. Um, on HBO, and with this being, especially with this being her first major project or whatever, I yeah. I, I, I consider this, you know, for better or for worse, I, I consider this a victory um, for the culture and for any any creatives out there, especially uh, people of color, or you know, to not, go out strong. Yeah, yeah, man, uh, it's a uh, it's a testament to her hard work and I'm I'm happy for her. It keeps me working. I'm going to put it that way. Seeing the I can honestly say that if there were not this much representation out there 
of black creatives doing it, mm-hmm. actively doing it through through actual trial and tribulation. A lot of like my project, like this project, would not have lasted as long. Yeah, and seeing representation keeps me going. Um, seeing people out here succeeding keeps me going. Um, so I thank her. I thank um, everyone that has supported her. Everyone that keeps wanting her to win. Because Issa is the man. You know, people talk all this cancel shit. Issa said a couple of things here and there once in a blue moon. And survived it. No one gave a fuck. Good for, I mean, you know, they, not that they should, but good for them. And good for supporting people through trial and tribulation and all that shit. Yeah. Um, Amanda Seals is still trash. And Amanda Seals is still the worst person. I think that's the best lesson that we can take from all of this is that Amanda Seals, her mediocrity is just so widespread to so many facets of entertainment, um, it shows that we can be just as successful at mediocrity as white people. You know, because the only person whose mediocrity I can really compare on the white spectrum that I can really compare her to, the only the first two people that come to mind for me are probably like Mark Wahlberg and Colin Farrell. Oh, you didn't even go to Lena Dunham. You just no, man. Because Lena Dunham, man, Lena Dunham went hard in the paint with girls for five seasons. Hard in the paint and and can lay and and can lay claim to propelling Adam Driver. Who is Amanda Seals propelled anywhere? Who can say that they got that they that who can I I could not have I this project would not exist without Amanda Seals. It, it no, it wouldn't happen. They could have gotten Amanda Stenberg to do Tiffany, and it's been just just as entertaining. They could have gotten Zazzy Beats, and the shit would have been just as lit. Tell me, I'm lying. I um. There you go. I despise Amanda Seals. So yeah, I, everything she's about, fam. Like I, I really just, and I, and I really resent the AKAs for putting me on the same side as Amanda Seals <laughs> about a thing. I really hate them for that. And I know some AKAs, and they're gonna get mad at me about this about this particular point. But y'all really made me side with Amanda Seals about some bullshit. It's just temporary. Yeah, yeah. She'll, it'll it'll there, go away this week. There are way better things to hate Amanda Seals for. By the way, speaking of that character, one thing they have to do for me in season five, if they don't reveal the truth that Tiffany's baby is not Derek's baby. And that Derek is actually gay. <laughs> Derek is not gay. <laughs> that is not Derek's baby. Not at all. That is not. No, Derek ain't gay. He, that's a, that is a that is a nigga that Carlton would fuck with. That's a nigga that Carlton would fuck with at Yale. That's a that's what that's somebody. He I mean he's on the blacker spectrum of the of the black dudes that Carlton would fuck with at like Yale or somewhere. But that's we'll see. He's in the Carlton Banks 
you know, you know, he's that he's that cousin that Uncle Phil wish would come around more and be a black presence in Carlton's life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so we'll see what happens. But they got to they got to give me that. They got to give me that. They have to prove me right because I've been I've been beating this drum since season two. But that is not Derek's baby. They've given us all the clues, and all the clues say that they sick of each other. They sick of pretending. Derek is ready to admit it to himself. And Tiffany just looking for Derek to fuck up one time. You're making a lot of admissions. I'm just saying, it's a lot going on. They've given us a lot of clues to this. I'm not dropping this. Um... No, I could not have impregnated her because I don't like vaginas. <laughs> okay. What else we got? <laughs> uh, speaking of people who don't like vagina, <laughs> Kevin Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin Samuels had a Freudian slip recently mm-hmm. and said basically that he understands the impulse. Uh, to be with other men. He said it in those terms. It, what, what is the definition of a Freudian slip, though? Is it accidentally telling the truth? Or? <laughs> well, Freud, well it, Freud says that there are no accidents. I'll put it that way. Okay. So what you're really letting slip is what the subconscious... That dick slip in his mouth. Sir! <laughs> Sir! Oh, this is why we need a Patreon. It's getting too savage. Um, we could barely contain the savagery on on public free channels now. Um, and this thing is sober. I just want to. I just want to reiterate that drinking water. This thing is drinking water. I don't know what is. It. I'm more sober. This is. I don't know. I don't know what the electrolyte count is on this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Kevin Samuels, and, and look, jokes. Well, no, not jokes aside. I'm not there yet. We're gonna get some more jokes off. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not evolved enough for that. <laughs> just, he, so he basically was like, "Yeah, I I understand the 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 impulse, or I understand the urge to be with another man." Now, some people will say that this this comment was, is being taken out of context. I don't care. Let's be clear. I don't care. It's just funny. It's just funny because you can't make slip-ups like that when we've already got footage of a nigga in your bed that didn't really get explained at all. You can't you can't have slip-ups like that when we have footage of you in full cap of garb with the baby edges gelled down, rocking the Louis Vuitton purse. You can't. You can't make those slip-ups. Diddy, Diddy can have a slip-up every now and then, but Diddy going to come back and fuck a city girl. And yes, what I'm saying is hella toxic. But fuck Kevin Samuels. I'm gonna get my jokes off. This nigga been getting this nigga been getting his jokes off at the expense of black women all pandemic long. 
He can get these. He can take it. Among other things. I'm sure he's counting on it. <laughs> Look at this spicy little bitch here. <laughs> the next step is Kevin Samuels going to get caught out here in public with a white girl. You do you, bitch. Look at this bad bitch. Bitch, work it. Work. Yes. <laughs> Not with the slick bag in the front. You know, one, you know, one of the women, one of the women brought this up. I used to call him well-dressed Squidward because he has Squidward's head from SpongeBob. Yeah. And they were like, no, don't give him well-dressed because it's not, it's, he's not exactly like he wears name brand shit, but he's not exactly putting it together well. Mm. Go back to the picture of him with the sling bag in the front. Because I see what they're talking about now. So you have an ascot. First of all, you got an ascot. You got this, you, you got this tight ass long sleeve shirt. You got this. You got this weird ascot that don't go with nothing else happening in the outfit. Correct. Um, you got this. You got this belt that you're trying to rock like Usher did back in back in '99. I'm going to say that it's a Hermes or Her- Hermes. Hermes. That's Hermes. I think so. Okay. It's an H, and it's not heel figures. So He's I'm- trying to do the little thing that Usher tried to get away with, talking about, well, it's a well. I'm rocking it with the shirts down to the side because it's a U, but it's upside down, fam. So it's a lowercase n, nigga. Um, so he's doing that, and then he got the sling bag in the front for no real reason. First of all, sling, just because you can't, let me just say this as a ba- as a bag whore myself. The toiletries or makeup bag, one of the two. Not sure. Just because and I own a sling bag, like this is a this this is a sling bag. Yeah, it's not fancy, but this is a sling bag. Just because you can rock it in the front. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. The only reason you should be rocking it in the front is to make your things accessible at a moment when you need them. Right. You shouldn't just be rocking it that way or, in the picture. Or if you don't want to get robbed. Or if you don't want to get robbed. Exactly. But he, and my got a lock on. His don't have a lock on his. But he paid too much for those Mary Kay accessories for someone to come up and just <laughs> just rob him like that. <laughs> Look at that bad bitch right there. <laughs> And then he's doing the old George Michael stance. Paris is burning. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Lady Gaga would be proud. So. House of Poochie. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> oh man! They should never let us take weeks off. <laughs> this is what happens when y'all let us take a break. Oh man! <laughs> Don't we come back twice as savage every time? Let me go to this photo of Ashanti in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just her face. That was hella toxic, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, I will say so. We didn't. We didn't put this in the rundown, 
but I have to put this out there. I did learn some important stuff. <clears throat> well, no, I'm not going to bring that up. Okay. That might be a Patreon. I haven't decided <laughs> yet. I, that might be a Patreon. I haven't decided yet. Um, What do we got? Oh, so um, Dave Chappelle has struck again. I want him to stop. It, it, it's not funny anymore. It wasn't funny to begin with, to be honest with you. But I want him to stop, honestly. I it, Like, this is my thing. Dave Chappelle, and for those of you who don't know, let me put it in context. Dave Chappelle um, released a clip on Instagram from a scene, uh, or not a scene because it's not a whole thing, but there was a clip from uh, his tour. He's on tour right now. And it was a, it was about five minutes, and most of it, was in response to um, some of the backlash um, that not only fan, not only fans, but some fans, but Netflix workers have been giving him about his recent standup. And my thing is this, and my thing is not to silence Dave Chappelle. This is, and that's another thing. People are y'all want to silence Dave Chappelle? No one that wants Dave Chappelle to have the conversation like a mature adult is capable of silencing Dave Chappelle. That I, I said this a long time ago and I meant it when I said it, that y'all ain't canceling Dave Chappelle, not because he doesn't need to be canceled or not because, uh, not because I agree with anything he said. I don't, but because we have propelled him to a level in popular black culture that Dave Chappelle, even if cancel culture were a thing, he would be uncancelable. Canceling Dave Chappelle, you're not canceling the man who said, I'm Rick James, bitch. You're not doing that. We're not capable at this point because we propelled him to that level. He didn't propel himself. And let me also say while I'm saying that, I want to, I want Dave Chappelle to clearly make me understand what he thinks is being done to him. Because he said, and correct me if I'm wrong, Randall. He said um, that at Netflix, he would not be welcome anymore. Well, well, he was saying that some of the, the employees at Netflix feel like they are in an unsafe working environment. And he said he's the only person that's not allowed in the building. Now, ironically. Now, to... Respond to that. Not being allowed in the building. I am pretty sure when these people brought up these feeling unsafe because of the culture created by Dave Chappelle's humor, the people who first lodged these complaints were fired. Not only were they fired, but in the same week, the head of Netflix said, Suck my dick, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, cool with us, and we ain't canceling his shit. Am I? Am I? Am I wrong in that? That's the that's, gist. That's fairly close to it. They they claim that the people were fired for other reasons, but right. But the the timing of it is odd. Yeah. Okay. So they were fired, and they made a statement that nothing was going to happen to Dave Chappelle special. 
as far as its rotation on Netflix. What part of that is Dave Chappelle not being allowed in the building? What part of that is Dave Chappelle not being welcome at Netflix? It seems like they're welcoming this motherfucker with open arms at the cost of LGBT people. That's what it sounds like to me. This is... So my my issue with Dave Chappelle's recent run has been this. For me, it, it hasn't been... It hasn't been his views or, or the, what he ex, he expresses as his views mm-hmm. on transgender relations because he 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 claims and I let's say I take him at his word sure. he claims that he he has nothing against transgender people even though he makes you know jokes at their expense. Um, this is this is this is why I had an issue with him beating a dead horse when he had his third consecutive special about you know, basically about transgender or LGBTQ relations. It would be the, it would be the same to me as a white comedian, pick any white comedian who says, no, I don't have anything against black people, but then did like three consecutive, you know, let's imagine if Louis CK was like, nah, I love black people. Mm -hmm. But then he did like three specials in a row making jokes about black people. At some point, black people are going to be like, all right, on the cool man, shut the fuck up with this shit. Right. And Louis C.K. is like, no, but I mean, I don't have anything against black people. Like some of my best friends are black. There was a black comedian that I mentored once who wasn't very funny, but we struck up a friendship and that person eventually killed themselves. But I don't I don't have anything against black people. My 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 thing is Dave Chappelle. And I know this is easier said than done, should have left well alone. During that that year or so from the pandemic when you know he didn't have anything coming out had the perfect opportunity to have a new launch pad with new material that did not involve his views on transgender relations i think beating that dead horse is what kind of takes it over the edge because like man for for a dude that says you don't have anything against us you keep talking about us like why do you keep bringing this level like what are you trying to accomplish other than you know you're saying that you're you're defending yourself against critics. Like in the last year or so, nobody said anything to you about this shit and you brought it back up. So that's, that's the issue that I have with Dave. It's more that like, bro, just let's, like I said, the last time we talked about it, let's move on to something else. I just wanted to talk about something else. And you know, and now, and now you're, he's at a point where the backlash is such that, yeah, people are mad, and they they want they want to talk to you about it on their terms. And and he was very adamant in this little five minute thing that he'll talk to them, but it has to be on his terms under certain stipulations. And I I, I get it; he doesn't want he doesn't want other people controlling his narrative. But there is also some preemptive action that you could have taken, and that was to shut the fuck up and talk about something else. You have every right as an American under the First Amendment of free speech to say what you want when you want. But also you had two specials talking about the same shit. I think it's time for us to talk about something else. You have the right to say whatever you want about whatever you want in this country. But other people have the right. When you say it publicly, other, other people who heard what you said have the right to not want to hear your bullshit and to tell you to shut the fuck up in response. Correct. Somebody's going to hear what we just said about Kevin Samuels. And they're not going to like it. 
But they're also going to think that shit is funny. They are. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. You ain't lying. Real talk. <laughs> you know, and they can tell me to shut the fuck up in kind. And since this is my podcast uh, that I produce every week, I can tell them to eat a black on dick. See? Freedom of speech. But if you were Dave Chappelle, you would come back next week and do an entire episode about this. <laughs> Where same I devote shit. 30 whole minutes to someone to yeah. someone that didn't like what I said about Kevin Samuels. Um not that I couldn't. I probably could, but I shouldn't. It's not a good idea. It's not something that I think my listenership really wants to devote 30 minutes of their life to at work or in their commute. Um and I think Dave is just Dave thinks he has transcended reading the room. And he's just going to talk about, he's just going to, it's like Kanye. He's just going to go over, go on whatever ride he's on. And you're just going to go on the Dave Chappelle experience for better or worse. That's what happens when you are propelled to a certain stature in the culture. Mm -hmm. You fall in love with your own legend. And no one really has to fall in love with you. So. I just want him to chill. I do. I want him to chill. I want to talk about something different. Um, speaking of talking about something different, Mike Tyson's fighting a Paul, one of the Pauls, in 2022. It's not going to happen. It's a it's it's sealed. It's a done deal. The money has mm. been worked out. February 2022. I I don't know what circumstance is going to lead to it, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think this is going to be the breaking point. I think this is a point where we see Mike Tyson kill a man. I want it to happen. <laughs> and I want it to be very unfriendly. But, uh, yeah, it ain't going to happen. Like, I want to see this be a clubber laying ass whooping. <laughs> I want to see Every, nobody ever talks about Rocky Three. I mean, this also could be a, an Ivan Drago ass whooping too uh, yeah, this could absolutely be an Ivan Drago ass whooping you know no, you are correct oh the damn time <laughs> well, I tell you, let me tell you something one thing y'all don't know about me is that the Rocky movies are some of my favorites of all time um, excluding Rocky 5 I was and, gonna say was that the one where he was street fighting <laughs> where he was like street fighting and hallucinating and shit and had brain damage I wouldn't, and I wasn't feeling that. And he, and he got his ass whooped, and, and he got his ass whooped by a dude that he trained with a mullet. Yeah. Nah, I wouldn't fucking with that. Um, so yeah, I, so yeah, the, the Rocky thing has potential with me. So I'm very excited about Creed three. Um, which Michael B. Jordan is really, he's really dead ass. This is really his directorial debut. Let's go. He, he's man. Let me let me be at a point in my career where Michael B. Jordan is, and then y'all hear some shit about my directorial debut, and I'm not fucking Lori Harvey, fam. That's what. That's why God hasn't seen fit to make me famous. That's why. That's that is why. <laughs> you don't want to see that supervillain origin story. There's still time. There is. You're right. You're correct. There's always time, as long as there's time and waits. Yes, five nigga four miles a day on the rower. Um, what else is going on? Oh, this is something. So I I came up with this late in the rundown. 
I, and this is kind of a serious talk. This is more of a serious talk than we've had in a while. With the shit that I'm going through personally, emotionally, about my own job, I've had a lot of time to consider this. In the pandemic, one of the things that we got that we got a lot of uh, push towards is this new kind of fuck my job culture. Where, and don't get me wrong, I don't mean that in jest. I mean that it's very much this fuck my job culture where people have just decided there's certain shit they're not going to take anymore. And if push comes to shove, fuck that job. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about you. Americans are leaving their jobs in record numbers. 4.3 million left their jobs last month alone. And because I have to consider, because I hear every day, one of the things that some of, the, that some of my coworkers say at my job, they complain about nobody wants to work. And one, one of our clients is always complaining that nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work his schedule, and they don't want to work the hours that he's laid out. And there's a good reason for that. And they don't they don't ever consider and they because they most of them come from a different generation. Most of them come from a generation you get a job and you work that shit and ain't always gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Um But I've been thinking a lot about this fuck my job situation because I have said fuck my job no less than ten times a day every day for the past two weeks. Um I feel like this notion comes from a place of privilege. And Randall can stop me if I'm if I'm if I'm off beat here a little. Partially. I mean it, like it when I say a and what I want for the listeners' mm-hmm. sake, when I say a place of privilege, what I mean is social media, we forget that social media brings together a lot of people from different economic and social backgrounds and that includes education and everything. And we never talk about class. So when something comes up in this fuck my job vibes, I feel like sometimes I feel like we don't take a close enough look at the people holding the microphone. And that's important sometimes because I feel like in this case, the people holding the microphone are people that are capable of not working for months on end. Yes and no. But I, but I'm also because I'm on the management side now in in IT um last year we spent a considerable amount of time working from home the first time for for a lot of people mm-hmm. and there were certain things that came out of that experience that carried over into returning back to the office and, and a lot of things that did not for for example for people with families and 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 do a lot of close knit things with families mm-hmm having that extra hour or so each day that they're not involved in a commute gave them more time with their families, especially in the evening. So like, you know, we're coming up on this time of year where it starts getting dark at around five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And if you have to get your kids from school and you, and everyone's getting home at five, then, you know, you have no, you know, almost no daylight left. But I remember there were some people who were like, man, I got to, you know, when my kids got out of school, I was able to go walk, in the park with them from four to five and then come back home and finish my work and, you know, and still have extra time with my family that I normally wouldn't have. So there are certain things that people are realizing now, what we've been told about the 40 hour work week was you work, 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 
and then you have the weekends to yourself, there are people who found some work-life balance that they had not experienced before right. in a work-from-home environment. So then when you get back to the office, and the office is telling you, well, there's no more work from home. And you're like, well, why? Because we literally just did it. And in my case, I had reports that actually proved that we worked more efficiently and effectively while working remotely. Um, we were like, wow, you can actually save on overhead and people are generally more content and work more efficiently and effectively from home. With that in mind, why not even make some consideration? Especially since over that same amount of time, the cost of living has increased. Astronomically. And salaries have not. So none of my people got raises during that time. And, and so when they say things like, yo, I could actually go somewhere and work from home and make more money right now. I know what I want. I, well, I know what I can have out of a job. And this ain't it. And a lot of people feel that way. And yeah, it's partially privileged because as, as you know, people who live in the middle, middle class, there is that luxury of, you know, having a certain amount of time that you can be without a job before you, you absolutely have to be thrown back into the furnace. Oh, there are people like I put this on a post on social media that there are people that feel like, fuck it. I can have a new job next week. To which I said, to which I said next week, tomorrow. I've been filling out applications every day on ND. On ND. I, I got people on my team that are being headhunted every day. I get headhunted every day mm. from people who are offering me shit, but I like where I am. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good. But so there are options out there for people. So people, the, the world has grown, at least in America, to a point where people have realized I don't have to settle for what's just being given to me. Now, with, without going into a, a very long discussion about it, there are pluses and minuses to, to and I'm speaking specifically to working from home because that's what Correct. a lot of people um, are kind of rebelling for or against right now. Um, I'm, I'm very curious to see where this all leads. So I know that Same. my job in particular is having more discussions about offering some type of flexibility uh, that improves the work-life balance, which again which is the the bottom line for everyone. I either pay me more or give me a better work-life balance. And my job is currently exploring those ways, but because it's such a, such a large organization, they have to make sure that it's equitable across all the lines of business so that you don't right. just have one group of people that's like, yeah, we get to do this, but ha, I bet you don't. Right. So that's that conversation is a bit more complicated than some people think it is on the surface. Yes, it's kind of weird that we're in this we're in this place right now where people are like fuck it, I quit, and it won't last forever. Um, I'm also fearful that over time, in, in a very short amount of time, that expendability of business of of working is going to drive salary prices down because people are like, well, shit. I mean, if you can work from home, work from anywhere. There's less overhead from up for us, so there's less that we have to pay you for. And we're not compensating you for all the things that would take money out of your pocket in a commute situation. Correct. Right. So be very careful. Yeah. Be very careful. I'm just saying I want people to be careful about who's about who's who's leading the charge on these things because 
those same because some of those same people that are outside of your class your class division mm-hmm. that want you to stand up for your rights and quit your job so fucking bad are gonna be the same ones calling you an ain't shit lazy bum mm-hmm. when you're filing for unemployment and you ain't got no and you don't have a job for six months. Because the, the, the other side of the job market is real, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to get paid your worth is a prideful, strange thing, man. And like I say, I just think that sometimes we forget that there are a lot of people that don't have the same economic context about what it is to be in the working class in particular. Um, like, I just, I read a tweet. Where somebody was like, y'all, y'all really got to get y'all shit together about class. Y'all out here thinking that that fifty that fifty thousand dollars a year uh, is a norm, is a normal average uh, household income, and it ain't. The average household median income is like thirty eight thousand. Yep. And that's and that in my mind is an at best scenario. You know, and. So it's just it's something to keep in mind when we talk about sacrifice and who's giving up what and who worked for who worked their ass off. In my mind, nobody works harder than poor people. It's a lot of hard work to be poor in America. It's a lot of hard work and it's expensive. Yep. Expensive. Like I, the height the height of expenses in America. Somebody said it. the The more famous and r- the more rich and famous you get, the more people are trying to give you free shit. Yeah, that's why everybody wants to be a fucking influencer. Um, so yeah, I just want people to be more conscious and aware of who is holding the microphone when we talk about these things. And you know, I'm just because I'm just give you a few telltale signs. If you're if somebody that eats bok choy lettuce, that expensive shit is telling you to fuck your job, you better keep your job. Bok choy is expensive as fuck. Um, if somebody, no, that's not cheap. I was say if somebody went an ice dispenser in their refrigerator, hey, it's telling you to fuck your job. Chill. I won't consider an ice dispenser the height of luxury at this point. Yeah, yeah, I don't say. I'm, I'm just mad because I had to deactivate mine. Um, I don't. That, that's a long story. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, just be. I just want people to be more aware of how we talk across these class divides. Um, do I have anything else? Not really. That's a good place to take a break. Um, we will be back with more foolishness and fuckery momentarily. I'm going to take a break for other purposes. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Lee Sober Team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am buzzed. I am... Sufficiently buzzed. I'm buzzed on life. There you go. There you go. Um. So, I was watching Dune. Did you see Dune? I did. Okay. So, I'm a Dune fan. Like I, like I, 
I read the first book. Um, I'm a fan of the mythology. I, I I was not a fan of the David Lynch movie with Sting in a diaper. Nobody was. Um, correct. Nigga, let me tell you something. Now, on one hand, I think they marketed it wrong. Like, they really marketed it as... Nah, they knew what they were doing. No, 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 no. no hear me out. I, they, they, they sold this as the new Star Wars, the new Lord of the Rings killer. It is... Dune, for those of you that know Dune, it's not that. If anything, it's closer to like Game of Thrones. So a bunch of people were put off when you have a lot of politics and exposition and have it be top heavy like that and action in the in the second half. And so I feel like they marketed it wrong in managing people's expectations just based off of the action in the tail end. My thing is this. Having said all that, Nigga, they about to, let me tell you something. This is where the old school sci-fi heads like me, it's about to be real interesting. Because let me tell you something. Dune is a is a different kind of sci-fi. This isn't for everybody sci-fi the way Star Wars and like the, Marvel's, the Marvel universe and all that shit has been. Right. This ain't that. This is some, he- this is some of that heavy sci-fi. This is... This is the rapidy rap that puts the pussy to sleep. This is the rapidy rap where all the pussy in the room uh, starts drying up real quick. Where you where it gets super nerdy. You trying to explain you trying to explain to a woman about Duncan Idaho and I, shit. I feel like you just described my entire rap career. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> reminding me of why I work in a different industry now. And. This is where we go see where the where the, where the nerdy nerds how how y'all get down because y'all have had it pretty easy with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's pretty easy to explain Captain America to somebody when it, 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 and don't get me wrong, I am not doubting that there are hard. I'm not saying that there aren't hardcore woman nerds, but some of y'all, some of y'all niggas have been getting away with a lot. That y'all would not get away with in other settings. Mm-hmm. It's easy to explain to your girlfriend to have her sit down and and talk to her about Captain America. Captain America looks like Chris Evans. It's also true. <laughs> it's also true. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the way a lot of these motherfuckers look, I there are niggas, there are women that swear Thanos is fine. I mean, he's he's also not real, but <laughs> sure. Like there are women talking about Thanos can get it. So this is put it in that context. Okay, Dune ain't that. I mean, they gave you a little Jason Momoa. You notice they ain't never give you no shirtless Jason Momoa. Uh, you know, beards save lives. He looks like a thumb without his beard. <laughs> <laughs> that man looks like an earlobe. Like, and, and you know they gave even even Josh Brolin, the manly man, motherfucker. I mean that's Thanos, y'all, y'all. You know, Josh Brolin. I, well, no, I, women like Oscar Isaac, even though he's short, but he saved a lot of the sex appeal. 
Um, this is where this is this is where the test of the nerdiness really comes into play for some of you dudes, and some of y'all hardcore are about to get real resentful when the pussy dries up around you. Y'all start y'all gonna start showing you true colors. That's all I'm saying. This is a different kind of sci-fi. It was lit. I loved it. But they and they about and HBO about to dune your ass to death. They have a show coming out on HBO Max. They about to start filming Dune Two. Oh, they got some spinoffs coming. If you think we're not gonna get a Jason Momoa versus Dave Bautista miniseries or some shit. You got another motherfucking thing coming. They about to do your ass to death. Star Wars my ass. We'll see. I just wanted to get that out. I just wanted to get that out. They they still need to get their money's worth for Zendaya. Cause... Oh, fam. There, there was that complaint. There wasn't enough Zendaya. Y'all going to get that in the second half. I, I was going to say I was one of those. Y'all going to get that in Dune too. But I also didn't know that there was a part two coming out. Yeah, they only covered half of the first book. Until I saw the, the opening credits and it said part one. I was like, oh, you right. bitches. Right. Y'all going to do us like that. They only they literally only covered the first half of the first book. And and it, Dennis wanted it that way. And they're going to do the second half. She's she's in much more of Dune 2. Okay. Uh, I know. I know. I was looking for it, too. You know, her in a little tight little desert Tron suit. No, man. Um, so, uh, having said that, I think that's a good transition to go on and go into why people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Fam, y'all fucked up a lot in our absence. White people, I just want y'all to know, the white people that listen to this show, your brethren fucked up quite a bit in our absence. I had a lot of shit, like, I had a lot of shit wrote down to cross shit off the list. Mm. Alec Baldwin, like, shot somebody. Killed one person. Killed a person. A woman. And there's a lot to unpack there, apparently. Mm. Not a lot, but there's enough to unpack. Like, there was, like, apparently they were working under, like, unsafe conditions as it was the cinematographer they got killed actually filed a complaint against the the working conditions of the the prop masters and whoever was yeah how unsafe could working on an alec baldwin movie be that's how you know it's fucked up that's how you know shit's fucked up what what movie is alec baldwin doing where shit is unsafe I'm just saying, Boss Baby 3? A movie with a gun, apparently? I guess so, man. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, there's no reason to keep conditions unsafe in a pandemic on an Alec Baldwin movie. Like, like, that's stupid to me. I'm not talking about the complaints. I'm talking about keeping the conditions that bad. Just shows you how reckless they were then. They had to, like they had like people don't realize we're still in the pandemic. They had to shut down Mission Impossible Ten or whatever because motherfuckers wasn't acting right about the mask. Yeah, it it there's just like you would think in a pandemic people would be going out of their way to appear safer and to I- employ better judgment for the people that work around them, and especially with the pandemic and this fuck my job and shit. I, there's just no reason. There's no reason. Yeah. So you know that that's a damn shame. Uh, 
condolences to that family. I can't imagine what I mean. It's it's fucked up. I can't imagine what Alec Baldwin's going through in that mind state. Yeah. Because you know we can crack all the Alec Baldwin jokes we want. He didn't sign up for that. No. That was a prop. That was a prop. He just—he was holding a prop gun that, for some reason, had live ammunition in it. I'll never understand that faux pas. God damn! Like, that's how fucked up it is. You can't even be in a movie, and somebody's not getting fucked off. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, Facebook becomes Meta. Let's clear something up, y'all. Facebook is not changing its name to Meta. The company that owns Facebook is changing their name to Meta. Why? Because apparently Mark Zuckerberg doesn't look, sound, and act enough like the evil empire in a James Bond movie. Yeah. And he's trying to look the part. And the metaverse is also like a digital world that people will be engaging in. Much like, I assume it's just like virtual reality or whatever. I have bars about that. In other words, Mark Zuckerberg is so much of an android that he's just bringing us into his own world. He's a literal lawnmower, man. Y'all, that's a, that, y'all remember that reference. That, y'all really don't know that. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't ready for that one. Um, there was a lot of shit going on. Oh, Jim Caviezel was at a QAnon rally. Jesus? Jesus was at a QAnon rally. For those of you who don't know Jim Caviezel, Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, or really as I know him, not quite Batman from Person of Interest. (laughs) Now, for those of you who do know Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel low-key was always a weirdo. Like, he was always kind of a little bit, like, leading up to Passion of the Christ, apparently this motherfucker was always trying to sell people Jesus on the set of something. And I don't know how well that could have possibly gone. Uh, but it, it, apparently that Jesus role just fell in his lap. Uh, Jim Caviezel's always been kind of a weird dude, even on a, a person of interest. Um, with him next to the weird dude from Lost. Um, and uh, Taraji P. Henson. Yeah. Never watched an episode. Didn't care. I came for I came for Jim Caviezel not quite being Batman, and I stayed for Taraji P Henson in uh, detective pantsuits. So he was at a QAnon rally. He was at a QAnon rally quoting Braveheart. Yeah. I, it, nothing I unpack past that I, can can get any. It can't get any weirder. I don't, I don't have anything to offer to that one. That's hmm. I, first of all, no, I'm not. No, I'm not even going to unpack QAnon because I, that's a white people thing. I think white people should deal with that. I think white people should deal with that without any, without any opinions or help from us. Y'all create that monster. Y'all should destroy it. I'm going to let that be exclusively a white people problem, and Jim Caviezel too. Jim, uh, and it it just it, it was a little sad for me because The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my favorite movies. And 
if you look closely, you can see a very, very young Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Um, very odd. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial has gotten a little odd. Um, apparently, in legal context, I want to make sure I have this right. In legal, in the legal context of the parameters of this trial and this case, the people that Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old kid, murdered at a public disturbance? I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Riot, whatever. The people that Kyle Rittenhouse murdered with an assault rifle cannot be considered or referred to vocally as victims. Correct. They cannot be referred to as victims because the judge, I believe, has determined. That is correct. The judge has determined that they cannot be referred to as victims because. Because they're they, not on trial. Well, because this trial is about about Kyle Ritten, Ritten whatever his name's, um, innocence or guilt in killing the people. So until uh, a verdict has been rendered as to his. Um, his responsibility in the matter, the word victim um, implies guilt on his part before he he's being found him. guilty. Yeah. So until they determine that he indeed, that by a court of his own peers determines that he indeed killed people mm-hmm. with negligence, then you can freely refer to them as victims once it's been deemed that he is guilty of killing them. So until a jury finds him guilty, there were people in the same proximity to an assault rifle with, I'm assuming, wounds only capable of being inflicted by an assault rifle. Correct. That are just dead for no reason in a court of law, by, it, 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 as determined by the court of law until further notice. Does, that that is everything you need to know about the justice system yeah, in twenty twenty one. I say, does white supremacy still confuse you? That is not like and and so, and a lot of these victims weren't even black. Some of them were. Doesn't matter if they were or not. All that matters is, is that, that the, the, the the he is white. That is correct. Correct. Yes, you are correct. That is everything you need to know about the justice system. This is why I never want to hear anyone say about R. Kelly, about Bill Cosby about Nate Parker or free little Boosie or little God damn. We're going to get to him about, Oh, but they were determined not guilty in the court of law. What the fuck do they know? They don't even, they don't even know how to determine that someone was shot with an, with assault rifle bullets. Fam. No, 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 I don't, don't turn to me about the about the justice system that still has not thrown the fucking book at Woody Allen. Oh wow, he's allowed he's been allowed to completely disappear from public. Complete impunity, fam. Fam, Woody Allen We don't we don't have to go into the Woody Allen. <laughs> Cause I, I see you getting worked up now. We don't even have to do it. <laughs> How has SWAT not descended on his ass? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm going to leave it there. I just think that. I still think that's incredible. 
Um, yeah, white people have been fucking up a lot this week, the past couple of weeks, man. Joe Biden in there too somewhere, but that's a whole other. We can do a whole. That's a whole segment by itself. Joe Biden doesn't deserve to be in a segment with fucking Alec Baldwin and Jim Caviezel. No, Joe Biden deserves a whole segment on his own. We'll we'll give you that. Um, in the meantime, send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any guest you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or find us on opinion go to opinionswildblack.com where you can find how to get in touch with us on social media different ways to listen to this podcast and ways to buy merch i promise you the new fall merch will be out as soon as threadless lets us the fuck in <laughs> dashboard it, it, on the just on, what are y'all doing threadless i let me jump it, let me see if I can jump in this motherfucker. Just on, the, they won't even let us on the dashboard to alter our shit. That's annoying. I and, and it's got to be on there. Let me see shop dashboard. Let me, let me do that. Shop dashboard. Here I am. I'm on the dashboard. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? So you're on it now. I'm on it. Okay. I'm on it now. I see everything. I. Okay, pro tip. No, no, no. I don't need to. I don't need to read that out loud. Well, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be back um, with your listener letters and top three STFUs. This is Opinions While Black, Houston's most savage podcast. Challenge me, mm. and pour up. Y'all don't have to challenge me to the savageness. By the way, we just talk shit. And we are back. We're black. We're opinionated. I'm a little buzzed. I've slowed down. I'm showing growth. Uh, while I'm talking about growth, I uh, got my hair retwisted. Shout out to Latasha uh, at the Locked In. Um, people, let me tell you something. Y'all are breaking the first and second rules of Fight Club very well. Um, I was, I was getting my shit twisted and you know, when you're in somebody's hair for two hours, you know, conversation is going to happen. Of course. Uh, I love Latasha to death. Uh, she's funny and she just randomly, she saw me falling asleep, uh, still worn out from fucking inventory the day before. And she goes out of nowhere. You have a podcast, huh? Excuse me. Why y'all in my business, though? And 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 let me tell you something. Don't get don't get me wrong. I have to work on my responses to people knowing about the podcast. Because <laughs> I go, wait, what? What did you just say? She goes, yeah, I heard, I, I heard, I heard about you. Yeah, a podcast. I heard a story about you. Let me tell you something. That caught me off guard right there because I am learning that in most cases, when a woman tells you, I heard a story about you, it's usually dick related. 
most of the time dick related. Um, it is dick related, but in it is not in this case. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't think she would ask me about that, but um, she was like, "Yeah, I heard you have a podcast." I was like, "Yeah, I do." How'd you How'd you know about that? She's like, "Well, the girl that use that's usually that's usually working out that other chair over there." She was. She told me about you. I didn't know. I didn't know old girl in the other chair knew about me. Apparently, one of you niggas gets your shit twisted at the lock den and was talking about my podcast. Y'all have been breaking the rules of Fight Club, and I love it. Mm. That is how we grow a community, y'all. Good job, y'all. So, yeah, give yourselves. Little round of applause. No, round of applause doesn't quite do it for that. Hit the air horns. Y'all earned it. Y'all earned it. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Uh, in the meantime, I have to clean some shit up because uh, because it's, uh, cause when I first got my locks, I did indeed inject objectif- objectify her because she was attractive. Uh, so I have to clean some shit up, apparently. But... Um, no, because she is good people, and she's very good at what she does. And I've gotten nothing but compliments for the past, I'll say, 12 hours um, since I got my shit twisted. And yeah, boy, I hear twisted like, and braided. Looking like Ty Quartersign out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Keeping that one. <laughs> if we ever start doing AKAs on this motherfucker, I might keep that one. <laughs> Um, having said that, uh, it is time for your listener letters. Uh, we have a listener letter from Tales to Enrage on Twitter, mm-hmm. who asks, considering the day of recording, going to go with an obvious one. Do you have any ghost stories or even just unsettling or disturbing encounters that seemed supernatural? Okay. I'm going to let Randall... Open up with this one. I like how I never, I never get debriefed on these questions. <laughs> um, I I used to see I used to see ghosts when I was a child. Yeah. Um, in my in the bedroom that I grew up in, um, in the angle that I that I slept, my I I faced the closet door, and I would always see a little boy playing in front of the closet door at night. Um, as I was falling asleep. Um, and sometimes he would ride his bike back and forth in front of the door. Really? That's what I saw as a child. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's a, that's a lot to digest. Otherwise, right I don't re- otherwise, I don't really believe in supernatural shit. Okay. Yeah. Don't nothing scare me. I'm from Sunnyside. No. I will say. I don't believe it. I, I I don't believe in most of that supernatural shit. Having said that, the half price books I worked at, uh, y'all, there was a lot of let's say ghost stories. It was, it, half price books. The Kirby location was a very old building. Yeah. Very old building. There's a lot of slave labor that went into. (laughs) Yeah, correct. Um, Formerly like a five and dime, formerly a nightclub, formerly a bunch of shit. Uh, 
So there were stories at one point. If you get if you work at half price books long enough, you'll get these customers that come in um, periodically. That they make when they're in Texas, they make it their business when they find a new city or a new town in Texas. If there's a half price books there, they they have to visit it. It's a landmark for them, mm. uh, which I find interesting and weird and maybe a little dorky all at the same time. Um, and it's usually older white people and the white, and I, there will be a guy that will come up to you and tell you a story about how he remembers that the half price books on Kirby used to be a nightclub until someone died there. And there we go. Um, and that started in my, at least in my generation of Half Price, that started a lot of ghost stories about shit that went on upstairs. Because if you go upstairs, all the old shit, like the old gen, the old giant generator, inactive as it is, is still there. A lot of shit that was here when that building was born are still there. And the later it gets at night when you have to do the closing shift, you're going to hear noises. Most of the noises coming from a person of logic, it's usually a bird that got stuck in the in in the air vent. Because the air vent is old and it don't circulate to nowhere else, and there's a window right next to it. Birds get stuck up there. Mm-hmm. Insects get stuck up there. All kind of shit. Because it doesn't circulate to, it's so old that part of the building don't circulate to nowhere else in the building. And they usually die up there. If you ask my cohorts over the years, they'll tell you that there's ghosts up there. They'll tell you that when the when the building when the when the store is closed and the doors are locked, there's somebody running around upstairs. I've been the one to check it out. There was no one. Also, granted, me kind of sort of breaking the rules of horror movies in me being the nigga to go and check it out. Um, no ghosts. But I get the ghost stories all the time. I get the ghost stories all... There's a, there's a million ghost stories in the history of half-price books. Um, something supernatural or supernatural looking to happen. I don't know what, the, what kind of rodent this was that just sits on... That every once in a blue moon comes and sits on top of my gate by the door and has glowing eyes, usually eyes glowing off of the moon, the moonlight or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know if it's a possum. It's not a cat. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. Raccoon something. Quit staring in my, my fucking window by the front door. I'm just going to say that. Stop it. And and let me see you leave when I come to address you to go the fuck away. Because by the time I get to the door, you just vanish. It's an animal. It's not a ghost. It's an animal. I'm just saying. I don't believe in that shit. So it, y'all can't get me with that. But whatever it is, I wanted to go the fuck away. That's my two really creepy encounters. Um... We have something else. Uh, uh, see, oh, David Santiago just hit hit me with something on uh, Facebook. He said, 
Just wanted to give a little positive reinforcement and say that those braided locks you posted are fire and made many thick women lay with you. Mm. Here's hoping. The legend of Ty Quarter sign. Is <laughs> Oh, that ain't going nowhere. Tie quarter sign. It's just some light brown contacts. I'd <laughs> be out here looking like Gary Dorton <laughs> after the program. Uh, let's see. Who is this? Uh, Justice. Justice Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice Burns hit up on the on the Instagram and wanted us to talk about the metaverse. Okay, the metaverse is not doing anything. First of all, the name of the metaverse is not doing anything for Mark Zuckerberg's attempt to not sound like the evil empire. It's not. The metaverse. So basically, it's going to be this augmented reality thing where, where Zoom calls and conference calls and whatever meetings or teams meetings are going to get a whole lot more interesting. Um, you can put whatever environment you want to be in there. Isn't that basically what it is? I mean, basically it's basically like, I mean the same shit that Nintendo did with Wii years ago, except you'll just put on some goggles and you'll look to your left and your right. You'll see other people's little weird avatars, right? I mean, Mark Zuckerberg already looks like a human avatar. That's anyway. the shit they did in Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except this won't look as good as that. This will look Not like, at all. This will look like some Nintendo Wii type shit. And as it is, Mark Zuckerberg looks like a walking Wii me. Wow. I, I, I mean, doesn't he? He looks like a Wii me. He, he literally looks like Sonny from iRobot. He looks like a character. Yes. He looks like a character that was not born with any features. I did not murder him. He looks like the default character on almost any game. <laughs> what was that game, Dead or Alive, or whatever, where, where they had that one character that had all the other characters' moves, yeah. but didn't have any form or shape? That's him. Yeah, that's him. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's, it's another thing to get people to spend a lot of their time doing. Meaningless being activities. on social media. Yeah. Spend more of their time being on social media. Doing meaningless shit. And Correct. having advertisements thrown at them. Correct. So. As a matter of fact, you know those stupid-ass augmented reality segments that the Weather Channel does? Where all of a sudden the... The, the, um, the rain is like in the studio? Yeah. Yeah. And the cars are crashing and all that shit? Yeah. Fam, that's what it is, fam. We're good. It, no, it, pass. You got, a, you got a PS4, PS5. You you seen this shit? You, you good man? You seen this shit? You if you played any games from the PS one or two era, they're not <laughs> offering you anything new that you have not seen. Yeah, this is going to be Grand Theft Auto, the social network. Correct. You know. Correct. Yeah, it's it is what it is. I'm off Facebook, so I don't care. Um, I did get one other thing from Justice Burns. Okay. Hey, bro, you and D. Randall seem to be big hip-hop heads. How do you feel about Freddie Gibbs and Griselda musically? Okay. That's a good one. All right. So earlier you mentioned um, hip-hop that dries up vaginas. <laughs> this, I did. This falls under that category. Definitely. Uh, I like both of them. I like Freddie Gibbs. He's he's a funny dude. Um, you know, somewhat talented musically. 
I like him. Yeah, Griselda is. Um, they put out a lot of a shit. lot of stuff. The the driest of vagina music. <laughs> it's it's a lot of coke rap, a lot of drug rap. Um, I think Conway is talented. I think Benny is talented. Very much. So. I think West Side Gun has an interesting voice. But what's notable about them to me is their work ethic. They have put out a ton they of stuff. Put out a lot of fucking music. And they've right. definitely prospered during the pandemic era. So. Yes, they did. So shout out to them. I that. think Freddie Gibbs has probably crossed over the most. Yeah. Uh I like if if I'll say if he's at if, ditty parties. So. Yeah. If women if the women I know don't know any other hip hop, they know Freddie Gibbs. From that sector of hip hop, uh, I, yeah, I fuck with them. I fuck with Freddie Gibbs in particular. Um, he, I like his kind of every man just a nigga vibe. Yeah, I don't think we get enough of that um, in hip hop anymore. Uh, I feel like that dried up with like Rockets Records and shit. Um, I'm just saying because remember when Most Deaf was the every man shots just keep coming my way all the time. I'm just saying, remember when Most Def was like the most regular nigga in hip hop? Yeah, I remember. So long ago. <laughs> 20 years ago. I <laughs> you can't, like, like that went away with Black Star. I'm old. That's all good. Um, but 19. yeah, I like their, I do like their work ethic now that you said it. That was 1999. That's all good. It was 1999. Black on both sides just turned like 20 something years old. 20 something years old. Yeah, like I've said. You know, fear not of men because men must die. Black on both sides going for his NBA right now. <laughs> it's all good. Going to law school, studying for the bar. <laughs> yes. Shit. Um. Oh, I did have one more. God damn. They they writing to us. They want us to know. That means we're gonna have to fly through that last segment. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um. Oh, here it is. This is from, you can find her as Dr. Devin on Instagram. Uh, also, flowers to her and congratulations. She just got promoted to, like, the head of diversity and inclusion training at MD Anderson Cancer Center. So, basically, she is MD Anderson's Jamal. Mm. She is, like, the head Jamal. Oh. So, that's that's quite an upgrade in pay. So, Wonderful. Uh, good for her. Uh, she asked, my favorite stores. Oh no, no, this is something else. Oh, she asked, what's with all the forex pyramid scheme, Bitcoin? Join my team, folks that stay on IG trying to follow people. I get seven to ten new requests each day plus DMs. That's my question for your pod today because they're annoying as fuck, fam. The bots are just evolving. And, and again, this does not help Mark Zuckerberg's image in his attempt to not be the evil empire. Uh, the bots are evolving. It used to be just that the bots had their titties out, um, and they told. And once you added them, they told you what they they told you what they could do with three fingers. Um, now. <laughs> Randall just looked at his three fingers. <laughs> and now uh, they show up a little less naked, only a little. And then they tell you that they're a Bitcoin miner or a Forex trader or some shit like that. One out of 10 is a real person. 
and I can guarantee you that one, you never want to hold a conversation with them ever. Uh-huh. They're just only about to sell you a pyramid scheme thing. Um, the bots are just getting smarter, and we're letting them get smarter, and we're making them, and we're making them smarter with the shit that we discuss. I was just about to discuss. Uh, I'll probably save it for the next episode, but uh, it's a couple of bitcoins about to come up. Uh, they're this close to getting posted on Robinhood, and I kind of don't want to talk about them because I don't want to open us up to those conversations. But I also do want to talk about it because uh, niggas are starting to take Bitcoin seriously, and. Yeah, so I'm not gonna go there, but yeah, if you see that forex trading shit, just just ignore those, block them, block them. They're just gonna show you titties in Bitcoin. Um, that's our listener letters. Those are those weren't so bad. Yeah, those got, weren't so bad for us to be kind of not terribly drunk. I got one that I'm gonna present next week. Okay, it's gonna have that fire to it though. Okay, it's messy. Oh yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, I love that shit. We actually get to. Impact someone's life. Yeah. Let's go. I love it. Um, listener letters. Y'all know what to do with those. Opinionswhileblack uh, at gmail.com. Log on to opinionswhileblack.com. You can find a bunch of ways to get in touch with us. Ask us all the questions you fucking want to. Um, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut, shut the, fuck, the up. fuck up? We have runners up. There were a lot of people who need to shut the fuck up this week. Like between this week and last week, it was a lot of people who need to fuck. Oh yeah. Chill. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we we went through some of them uh, in the in the segment. Dave Chappelle needs to shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Um. Oh, this is the one. I. So this is a runner up only because there are more important things going on. Um. In the world and in things, and I just started beating my chest about us talking about more important things and not arguing about the same old dating bullshit. However, this one went, this one was a a talk on Twitter for like 10 minutes, and it pissed me the fuck off. And I don't hate, I don't hate many people. I hate this person. I'm just gonna let y'all listen to it. Actually, I, I, I'm 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 done setting it up. But this is a this is about a woman who received flowers recently, um, according to her, because I don't believe she received these flowers. Um, here we go. So real quick, I just want to um, talk to the guys real fast. I got these flowers like three days ago and um, the person who gave them to me just gave them like this. No vase, no water, no flower food, just this. (laughs) All I'm really saying is, you know, although the gesture is very nice and I appreciate it, no shade at all because the person who gave them to me gave them from his heart, I'm sure. Or at least I would hope so, right? But it just seems like a little half-assed, you know? Um, bring the vase, guys. Just simply bring the vase. Please do. 
because when you do it like this these flowers have been dying in my house on the floor i don't know if you can see but they're wilting look this one he's so sad he is this one oh pick your head up yeah i'm taking him to work because i have a base at work and i just remembered today really the flowers have just been wilting away on my living room floor and 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 you know it's just nice when you go the extra mile you know when you do things like that you buy flowers just go the extra mile it doesn't hurt i promise it it probably feels good you know if, if you think about it if you really think about it it probably feels good okay i have had enough of her voice her existence y'all i hate this i don't know this person but i'm pretty sure i hate them two things um, number one, she's not attractive. <laughs> um, and if I had to sit there and listen to that shit, I had the right to say that shit. Um, <laughs> number two, um, she bought those flowers for herself. <laughs> so, uh, cook, cook. So let's assume, let's assume for the sake of the argument that it is real and somebody took the time to buy her those flowers. First of all, you ungrateful wench. Be glad that somebody thought of your raggedy horse mouth ass to begin with and got you some damn flowers. First and foremost. Um, for you to be so ungrateful for someone to give you a, 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 an expression of how they feel about you, fuck you, you don't deserve happiness. <laughs> You do deserve dental work, though. Be going, son. So, first of all, fuck you for that. Um, who doesn't have a vase at home? Get a fucking vase yourself. And put the fucking water and, and, and the flower food in it and be happy. Put it in a glass, a cup, a, a goblet, whatever the fuck you got. Let me tell you something. My mother, my mother's birthday was recent. I came home after... Just the most exhausting. I made a stop and got her some flowers. Um, I gave them to her. She loved them. We sat in the kitchen and talked about all kind of shit. And while we were doing that, she took a pair of scissors. She cut off a few of the dead, a few of the dead aspects of the uh, bouquet, just the little dead leaves. She cut the stems a little shorter. She took a she took a a mason jar. Filled it with water and put the flowers in there, put them by the window, and called it a fucking day. That's it. The whole affair took 45 seconds. The whole affair. Now, some of you are going to say, because some of you have said to me, that it's not fair that I compare my wise old mother to this child on TikTok. She's a child. The child needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. My thing is this. Why the fuck were they on the floor for three days? Bitch, you don't have a you don't have a table? You don't have a counter? You don't have a man? <laughs> and here's my thing is that yes, she did not name him. But if I if that were me, 
and you hadn't had that conversation with me, right. and you just ran the TikTok, I would feel away, and I would never see you the fuck again. Ever. I would never see you the fuck again. I'd find you and find my flowers and step on them. Because you don't deserve them. And let me tell you, and the reason this angers me so much, and I didn't want to put this in the top three, because there's more important shit going on. But the reason this angered me so bad is because I banged the drum last episode so fucking hard. Men, we need to bring back flowers. We need to bring back candy. We need to bring back fucking love letters. Because I feel that way about that shit. Just for your raggedy ass to show me exactly why niggas don't do these things. One, depending on the context of the date and where you're going, maybe I don't maybe I nor you want to be carrying around a heavy ass a heavy ass vase with water in it and maybe the flowers are just easier to carry around for the whole evening. Two. You don't have Dollar General, Dollar Tree has vases. Fam. And my thing is, I see why niggas don't do this shit. Because you gonna because the internet is not written in pencil, and you're gonna you're just gonna run the TikTok it if they make one mistake and fucking embarrass them forever. It's not even a mistake. <laughs> I mean a mistake in her in 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 her eyes, which is not a mistake. Fuck her. Anyway. And, and you gonna be the laughing and don't nobody wanna be the laughing stock of your bum ass group chat. That's why. That's why nobody puts themselves out there because people are so fucking mean-spirited and self-centered and fucking ridiculous like you and ungrateful. I don't know who that woman is. I didn't I didn't learn her her TikTok name or any of that. I'm not going to put her TikTok name out there, but whoever she is, fuck her. Honestly, fuck her. And shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. The other runner up is celebrities that need to know that need us to know that they're anti-vax. Shut the fuck up. I don't we don't need to know. And not and not even just because you're on the anti-vax side of it because that does nothing for the larger conversation. You're not you're not brave, you're not leading the charge, you're not setting an example. Nothing you're doing is sacrificing anything of you because you're a celebrity, because you're rich. Ice Cube gets to miss a bag. Ice Cube gets to turn away a bag. He's allowed to. He's filthy rich. He's filthy fucking rich on his own steam. He gets to turn away a bag. Not only does he get to turn away a bag, he gets to, he's rich enough. Most of the people saying this shit are rich enough that they can insulate themselves. They never have to have contact with another human being for the foreseeable future. They have access and money to have whatever they want bought and sent to their doorstep. They don't have to make grocery runs. They don't have to go to an office. Hooray for you. You're not vax. Go away. Just shut the fuck up. Just, yeah. There's nothing heroic about what you're doing. You just want attention. Yes, you Ice Cube. Yes, you Kyrie Irving. Y'all just want attention. Yes, you, uh, Letitia Wright. Y'all just want attention. And y'all have enough attention because you're a fucking celebrity. Now go away. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! Number three is Kodak Black. I live a... I, I feel like I live a long, healthy life 
not having to say Kodak Black's name regularly. Um, Kodak Black was celebrating his mother's birthday. He was dancing with her somewhere. And behaving very much in a way that I would not expect young black, young black men to behave with their mother. What do I mean by that? I mean, hand on her ass. I mean, passionately kissing her on the mouth. Am I leaving anything out? I mean, just generally just like groping his mother's ass as she walked away from him. Correct. See, and it's not just that he did this. It's that he defended this hardcore. He was saying to himself that he was doing this. He was saying to someone, I don't know what interview this was that even broached this topic, that he does this so that so that niggas see that his mother is treated well and spoiled and he that he treats that he treats his mother as good as he treats um his words, his bitches. I feel like he got that reversed wrong. I don't I don't understand what happened in that scenario. Kodak Black is an odd dude. There's I, I think People just need to ultimately realize once and for all that there's something wrong with the boy. Like that, no, uh, I don't even say that in jest. Like he, there, there's a serious underlying mental condition that he has that people are just making light of, and it's. I'm I'm pretty sure that he's he may be somewhere on the spectrum. Um, he may be behaviorally challenged. A lot of his actions indicate that he was probably sexually abused as a child also. Like that, that now that I'll go with. That shit is that shit is wild, man. Um I mean look at the motherfucker, man. He's he's And this is not really the behavior you want to see with somebody with an open rape case. Right. And that's what I'm saying, man. A, a lot of this points to some type of sexual abuse as a child and it's all being acted out as as an adult, as a as a man child. Y'all and his music don't slap. Like, not at all. I have never heard a Kodak Black song where I was like, "Yeah, that go." Yeah, he looks like Sambo. <laughs> y'all keep, y'all keep, <laughs> y'all keep pushing this shit. Shout out to y'all. Y'all really. He, he, and he he looks like the ra- he he's another one. It looks like the racial slur you said Boozy looked like. Yeah, this man was trying to kiss his mama in the mouth. He looks like a living racial slur. <laughs> he looks like if 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 I came to Earth and people were like, man. Stay away from black people. They all look like that. I'd be like, shit. You got a point. <laughs> oh, my Patreon. God. Patreon is coming. D. I Randall. D. Randall, shut the fuck up. I okay. promise you Patreon is coming. All right. Uh, number two. Justin LeBoy. It's hard to comment on Justin LeBoy because Justin LeBoy has literally just... Like he's literally famous for memes, and I don't understand how you become famous for memes in 2021. I still don't really know what he is, but sure. And I guess he ha- oh he has a podcast. Yeah. Like so, I don't understand how to comment on him or where to come from with him. I can only comment on what he said because I don't understand why he's famous or what he does to be famous. Um. He wrote a meme recently that said, ladies, 
just because you just because you've gotten a freshly waxed uh, cootie cat does not mean it has to go directly in a man's mouth. Hey, Justin. Just because shut the fuck up, get the fuck out of the way. You are blocking. Just because Kanye has a freshly waxed Johnson doesn't mean that you have to put it in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, he was really riding hard for that uh, for that Donda album. <laughs> that trash ass album. Man, had, he was getting teabagged the whole time. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know who he is, and you got to shut the fuck up. You got to shut the fuck up, fam. You blocking, fam? Look, hey, he comes up with some shit every now and then, some sensitive shit to say to the to the women. Um, which I, I which I vibe with. We you know, we have to uplift our women, we have to protect our women. That's not protecting our women. That's keeping our women down. That is oppression. Keep let me tell you because I took that personally. Keeping my mouth away from a woman's vagina. That is oppression. That is oppression. Um and I won't have it. I won't have it. I won't have it in my community. I won't have it around my women. That's not gonna go. I take the, that's when I start taking it personally. I judge any society by the health and well-being of our women and keeping keeping male mouths or you know or female mouths away from the vagina is just not how we get by as a society. So Justin LeBoy got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and let it happen, fam. Just cuz it ain't happening for you doesn't mean that it shouldn't be happening. So chill the fuck out. Shut the fuck up. Kevin Samuels is still out there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one person who should shut the fuck up. The number one person who should shut the fuck up. Returning champ is Boozy Badass. Fam. Boozy is a grown man. Letting Lil Nas X just troll him into an early grave. Lil Nas X didn't say shit about this man except, man, we doing a song together. Nobody cares what the crypt keeper of rap has to say. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? And Boozy showed he lost his motherfucking mind. I can't even repeat any of the things he said to and about this man. <laughs> Boozy, let me tell you something. This is such a, a blatant bully that Boozy, that that little, little Nas X's parents got involved. Like his dad got involved or some shit. I don't know if it was his dad. I think it was his dad, his older brother. That is when real bullying is happening. Yeah. I know it hasn't happened in real life for a lot of y'all in a while. This is what it looks like when real bullies with real bullying is happening. Your dad or your big brother says, "Do I have to call? Do I have to call? Do I have to come up there? Do I have to call somebody's parents? Yes or no?" How do you feel about yourself, Boozy? I'm sorry. I say this every time we have a Boozy discussion. Wipe me down was not worth all this. I get weary of talking about this dude, man. <laughs> Sometimes I feel I feel like we elevate his voice, even even if we're calling out his his ignorance. It, it's just I get weary of of people who are just this fucking backwards, and you can't help but always comment on it. Like that, 
You see, you are, so are, so do you are you are you lobbying opinions while black wise that maybe he shouldn't shut the fuck up? We should just shut the fuck up talking to him. I think he's like one, I always say about Candace. He's one. He's one. He's he's approaching that. He's approaching that that level now. He is. He's approaching that level. Like I, I, first of all, I blame everyone who ever said free Boosie. Um, y'all be all being held accountable. I'll say because he did that shit. Bear in mind. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's he's approaching that point where we just gotta. He he's approaching Vlad status. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. In in the tradition of stop talking to Vlad. <laughs> We might have to just start a stop talking to boozy <laughs> movement and just and just get them both the fuck out of here. I need this is a side note, and I don't want to take too long on this because I'm gonna wrap up. But speaking of which, I don't know who I saw on my Twitter on my uh, YouTube suggestions. That was that had some spicy shit to say about something that I probably would have wanted to hear about culturally, and then I look and see that they're saying it to Vlad. What do we need to do? What do we as black media? I want us to have this conversation. I want this conversation. I'm just going to ask the question here. Oh, boozy, shut the fuck up. I want to ask this conversation. I want to ask this question here, and I want this to spill over into next week. And I'm probably going to ask it again on social media and bring it up in the rundown. What do we, as black media, I consider us podcasters, bloggers, whoever, black media, what do we need to do to keep those conversations among us? What do we need to do to have those conversations? Jaleel White was giving up a lot of good shit about his life after Steve Urkel, mm-hmm. how we treated him as a community, him trying to go to college, him coming up with his own business with the with the 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 CBD stuff. I guess I don't know. Um, those were good, worthwhile conversations. Michael Jai White has had good, worthwhile conversations. Um, I, I can name any amount of people. Eddie from Family Matters. Y'all leave him alone. If he want to be, if he wants to be with that trans person, let him be with that trans person. Mind your fucking business. Eddie Winslow was having good conversations about what it was like to be on Family Matters. There are people having those discussions. I think Alfonso Ribeiro has been on Vlad. What does it take for us? To get around those people as a community and say, let's talk to each other. How can we start getting those Vlad interviews? Not maybe, not necessarily you and me, because I think some of those would go badly with us. Yes. But I, I just, I don't understand. What does it take? Who will they talk to that they that will listen to them? Is it them? Is it us? I, I I need answers. And I think some of the people listening have those answers. I'm just saying. Um, Randall got shit to do, so we're going to go. Uh, Randall, have we done a podcast? <laughs> we have done a podcast. <laughs> Maybe that's Oz's burning question. We'll do that. We'll compile that. We'll, we'll compact that a little bit into a soundbite or something. Let's make that Oz's burning question. Um... Yeah, so 
thank you guys. Another one. We did it. <laughs> um, I am entirely too sober. I'm a little. I'm actually. A, I'm actually a little hungry because lunch happened early uh, this week for me. Oh, yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go. Randall got shit to do. Um. I got shit to do. Um. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know how we do it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we've solved the threatless problem. The new merch is active. I'll be promoting that. Um, expect new fall 21 merch uh, to come behind the Black Woman is God shirt soon. Um, probably hoodies. I think we're going to start looking at hoodies. Do it this week? Yeah. Might as well. Yeah, we might as well. Since hoodie season is three weeks long here. Correct. <laughs> I'll look at the designs and see what's up. Yeah. Uh, until then, this has been episode 158. That's right. Of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I'm still D. Randall. Church announcements, by the way, D. Randall, anything? Nah. Nah, not that I can think of. Okay. And as always, imparting titties. Yes. I tried not to objectify people this week, and I I, I commented on at least three women's titties. So, yeah. favorably though, maybe it's an improvement. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>